The Rogue Valley Roleplayers Podcast is an affiliate of Battle Bards, an online resource of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Head on over to BattleBards.com and check out their wide assortment of tracks. And if you like what you hear, be sure to pick up a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Thank you for tuning in to this episode, listeners. Here's a quick word from some friends before we get started. December 1933. You'd expect Chicago to be cold, but not this year. It's hotter than a kiss between Harlow and Flynn, and just as thrilling. Trouble's blowing in the Windy City. Capone might be in the big house, but even a half-wit knows full well Al didn't leave the pitcher. But that's not stopping his lieutenants from squabbling over the scraps, and it sure as hell ain't stopping the other gangs from trying to knock Capone's outfit down a few pegs. Any palooks with some Tommies and attitudes are grabbing at that pie like a fat kid at Thanksgiving. But there's something brewing in Chicago's shadows, and it's not that next batch of bathtub gin. No, this is something that bites a lot harder and leaves a mark that won't heal anytime soon. My name's E.I. Wick and I want to tell you about four palooks just trying to beat the breadlines and survive the day-to-day. But life's got other plans for this Private Jane and her three friends. To hear their story, then slide your feet to the dark side of the street and visit gunforhireap.com. That's gun with two ends. Gun for Hire. A Deadlands Noir actual play from Fear the Boot. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben. I am here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick. And we are ready for a frightful and horrifying episode of Wrath of the One-Shot. It's Friday the 13th, March, uh, and we are going to play an episode of Alien the RPG, which as of this recording is a fairly new game. It's only been out a couple months. Um, But yeah. In space, no one can hear you scream. Once again, my name is Ben, and tonight I am the game mother. That's about that. Yeah. My name is Rosemary, and I am playing Cat Holmes, a roughneck. This is Austin playing Lance Hansley, who is a comtech engineer. All right. I am Ed. I am playing Ricardo Diaz, the captain of this here ship. I am Nick S., and I am playing Ludwig Strauss, the pilot of the ship. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you know, the next couple of days go by yeah, uneventfully. Uh, you know, it's a little... Uh, it's a little rough, you know, there, you don't have private quarters in here. You basically have some uh, open bunks uh, that are part of the galley uh, where you can crash and sleep for a shift. 
can she reduce her stress if she wants to now? Yeah, yeah. So, what does that involve? So, you just, you can uh, unmark it, erase it from your character sheet. Uh, There's plenty of downtime to kind of recover from your your near... Harrowing experience. EVA, permanent EVA experience. Cat's probably examining the ship to make sure everything's operational as it should be. Uh, yeah, and Marcus probably actually over the next couple of days, as you get closer and closer and closer to Dagon Five, like instructs uh, the two of you roughnecks, like, "Hey, we need to get this cargo stage for unloading." Yeah. But then in her downtime, she's blasting Slayer. <laughs> all right, we're making sure we get all our paperwork taken care of. You know. mm-hmm. I'm sitting mainly in the pilot seat, just making sure we're on course and. Playing Galactica or whatever. Galaga. Galaga. And like when I say she's blasting Slayer, I mean she's not listening to it on headphones. Uh-huh. She's being really, she's like taking up that personal space in the uh-huh. galley. She's got like a mug of coffee and maybe some diagrams out, blasting Slayer. The music choice is wonderful. Wunderbar. That's why we're still friends, Ludwig. Would it kill you to put on some headphones? It might. Give it a tr- give it a try. What? I can't hear you over my awesome music. Does it have to be just Slayer, as great as they are? What about some Sepultura thrown in there? Come on. Also good band. Uh, yeah, probably the third day enduring this, like, Marcus comes over and just, like, jams, uh, uh, a headphone plug into your, your music player's port and then jams that on your, over your head. Hey, where did the music go? I was having a good time. <laughs> what? She's gonna grab, grab another set of headphones then. God. Pull the headphones off. What are you doing? Getting some goddamn peace and quiet. There's earplugs for that. We're all listening to Slayer. We go through this every fucking time. <laughs> and my my ear. All those in favor of listening to Slayer, say aye. I would be a one to agree with you, Cat. But remember, he can make recommendation to dock your pay. <laughs> can he do that? Yeah, I, I can actually. Fuck. Why didn't you tell me that, Bams? Look, uh, we, we've told you that multiple times. Cat, I don't care if you listen to that all day. I can just put on my headphones, play some, uh, what do they call it, uh, like some ambient noise, you know, white noise. Yeah. It kind of helps me focus, but I don't have to listen to your stuff, right? So everybody, you just put on some headphones or whatever, it's fine. Yeah, you know? put on some headphones, Marcus. Just let her do what she's got to do. Now, I like Slayer more than most people. It's just... We need some variety. That's all I'm saying. I'm just uh, saying it's it's a big the, ship. Wait, there could be a compromise. Wait, you're all saying you don't want to listen to Slayer? <laughs> I didn't say that. I was just concerned about your pay <laughs> and not irritating our corporate sponsor. <laughs> listen, Cat, uh, nothing personal, honey, but uh, I don't like music with lyrics too much. <laughs> and of all our albums, why Hello Waits? I don't. Yes, I don't actually. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not familiar with too much Slayer music, but yes, absolutely. That's the album you have. The one Slayer album you have. Oh yeah. Do they have albums in the future? No, this is vintage shit. Oh okay. Well, if you all feel that way, then I guess I'll put on some headphones. Thank God. 
just going to crank it up so it's like you can hear the music through the headphones. I'll take it as an improvement. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, anyone else doing anything? Yeah, uh, Lance kind of, you know, excuses himself and heads off to a different part of the ship, like a little spot he set up with like just a little bench style chair. And uh, he's got a little um, solenoid that he's tinkering with. He's got a screwdriver in there. He's kind of like taking a, you know, trying to get a screw back in place that had gotten jammed out. It's not a part that actually needs to be used for anything. He just wants to see if he can fix it. Okay. And uh, kind of absentmindedly, the, the screw he was trying to screw in strips out and rolls to the floor. And uh, he pulls a faded old photo out of his pa- his pocket that has a picture of his son on it and just kind of stares at it wistfully for a second, sticks it back in, picks up the screw and examines it and kind of tosses it off to the side. It's just useless now. Yeah. That screw's going to become important later. The Yeah, actually, I, just as a movie scene, the screw kind of rolls down the hallway and then gets, like, magnetized to the side. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, anyone else got anything? Or... Yeah, I'm just typing away on my computer with its little, like, you know, the old orange screen of DOS. Not the green one, the orange one. Ah. Oh. Yeah, and it's just, you know, because that's what we have on, yeah. with technology. Yeah, figuring out all the, all doing all the paperwork for you know, other stuff, I'm making re- figures. I'm reclined back in the pilot seat. Uh, no, I'm doing pilot things, I promise. <laughs> yeah, we've got those old keyboards that, you know, like, dunk, 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 dunk. You know, it's not just click, 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 click. It's... Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Uh, so, yeah, after uh, about about a week, I guess, um, of just sublight travel, the, the Asmodeus pulls into orbit over Dagon 5. You can see the colony's refinery barge hanging lazily over the planet, ready to be towed back to Anchor Point, which is a space station um, a little closer to the civilization. Um you easily, uh, Ludwig, you easily maneuver the Asmodeus into a, uh, a parking orbit near the refinery. Well, we are here. Shall we, uh, see what the ground crew is doing so we can get this on show on the road? How long is it going to take for us to swap these cargoes? Day or three. Uh, definitely going on the planet. Yeah, we should uh, radio ahead and let them like get on the comms and tell them we're here. And... Well, then I will detach the refinery and go down with my crew. Okay. Your crew. Well, our crew? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Captain, you try to raise the colony, and there's no response. Mm. Well, we're getting no response. Let uh, me see. She's going to push some buttons. Okay, yeah, you push some buttons. No answer. No, to see like if it's something wrong with our equipment. Uh, no. You, well, give me a comtech roll. Okay, that's not gonna be good. <laughs> Don't worry too much about it. I got comtech. We'll make this happen. Yep. It's definitely not your equipment. Your equipment's working really well. Uh. Lands did a, a really good job. Lands, you did a really nice job on this equipment. Hey, thanks. No problem, buddy. Shall I fly us down and see what is going on? It's Diasmodius looking for people on Dagon 5. Are you there? Okay. Marcus, we are not able to reach anyone from the... Uh... What is it called again? 
colony on Dagon 5. We are not able to reach anyone from the colony on Dagon 5. Yeah. Maybe there's a storm interfering or something. Do we see a storm? Oh, this this, this plant's nothing okay. but storm. Yeah, all right. Great. I shall fly us down and uh, land and see what, what is going on. All right. Well, we're going to have to land anyway to offload the colony's cargo. So hold on a second while I... So. Pull right, up the uh, quick corporate landing procedures. I the rules. All right. Uh, so, planet fall. Uh, this is going to take uh, five to ten hours to do. Uh, as you get the ship ready, you undock from the uh, refinery barge you were towing, and uh, you bring the Asmodeus down into atmosphere to land. So go ahead and give me a piloting roll there, Ludwig. Working on it. <laughs> if he fails over and over and over and we just crash and die. I, that can't happen. You get three tries, basically. Oh, no, he succeeded. Him. So, um, let's see. I'm going to show off while doing it. <laughs> okay, how are you showing off? What does that look like? Oh, I, uh, well, after disengaging the the one freighter, the refinery, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, swoop into the atmosphere, pull in just at a nice, good angle, and land with grace. All right, which is really impressive given that this is a clunky, huge as fuck star freighter. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Ludwig, I didn't know you could actually pilot. Is that is that anything like you your your engineering skills? Miss I bang on everything and expect it to work. And it works. Look, she like bangs on a computer monitor. See? Now it works better. Static. <laughs> flicker flicker. It's a good thing we use this old technology and not the good plasma screens, otherwise it would not be working right now. <laughs> it would not be working. I hear those plasma, plasma screens put off radiation, so you get too close to them, you actually die after a while. Oh. That's why they don't put them on these ships. They want to make sure we live as long as possible. Yeah. We have to communicate with each other by paging, right? We've got to page each other. No, we're, we're pre-paging technology in this. This is Lance, 1979. Where did you hear that about the plasma screen? <clears throat> I heard it from my son. Oh. He's, a, he's like a scientist... How old is your son? Uh, let's see. Uh, he's hitting maybe his mid-30s. And you still keep that doll he gave you? That was my daughter's doll. Oh, that's Maggie. right. Maggie. I forgot you had a daughter. I got two daughters and one son. Maggie. I know you told me their names, but I wasn't listening. Bart and Lisa, duh. Yeah, well... I gotta be frank with you, um, cat. <laughs> I gotta be frank with you, cat. If you didn't listen the first time, how do I know you're gonna listen this time, right? Because we're buddies. Yeah. I got your back. Good to hear. What are your kids' names again? <laughs> you don't know your own kids' names? What kind of father are you? I, well, <laughs> no, I 
I just wasn't going to bother telling you. Um, fine, I'll tell you. Maggie, Chris, and uh, <clears throat> Rachel. Oh, you're right. I'm not going to remember those. <laughs> not even Rachel. <laughs> you sound like nice kids, though. Didn't Rachel had a birthday recently, didn't she? Yep, she was born uh, just a couple weeks before I was, so uh, just maybe three months ago. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, as the year goes, a couple weeks. Oh, oh I, I see what you mean. Okay, I, 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 I understand now. That makes way more sense. <laughs> Most years have 356 days, right? 365. That's right. Uh, sorry, I forget sometimes. Um, going in hypersleep and out. I understand. It's 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 disorienting and also often confusing. And I always seem to be asleep in uh, like March twentieth to March thirtieth. You know what I mean? So like I, I lose track of those ten days. It's just kind of what happens for me. I think it's because like uh, you know the big cargo periods in like uh, May, right? So we're always putting ourselves to sleep because we just got the cargo. We're having to haul it back. I feel like I've never got to enjoy, enjoy those days. I, I understand. Let's uh, let's get off the ship and see what's going on here. Yeah, that was uh, some good piling there. I'm going to make a note of that. Uh, thank you, Marcus. It is always a pleasure. Yeah, especially when it's a smooth landing like that. Uh, cat and mouse suck up to Ludwig. Babe. Pay us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you land on uh, the colony mining rig. It's called the Bulwark. As you disembark from the Asmodeus, you uh, you find yourselves assaulted by heavy gale-like winds and the sting of salt water. Dagon 5 is largely ocean with only a few mountainous outcroppings, and the weather is just constantly storm. Uh, and there's no one out there to greet you. There's no deck crew or anything like that. This is highly unusual. This is unsettling. There should be a crew. I pull my hat down. Oh, yeah, you have to, like, put both hands... Just keep both hands up on it because the wind's gonna grab it and just... Oh, yeah, so then it would sound more like, This is highly unusual. I agree. We should go indoors and see if there's, uh... Anyone inside? Maybe the weather is keeping them from meeting us. What? You understand it is hard to shout in this accent. Captain... Captain Ricardo, this ain't some sort of holiday, is it? It shouldn't be. Yeah. Marcus, who's our contact on this planet? Well, the administrator is, uh... uh, Dr. Samuel Barlow. All right. Ludwig, I think we should go inside where we can hear each other better. That's what I was saying. I can't hear you. We gotta go inside. It's, it's, it's hard to shout without sounding angry. <laughs> uh, you know, we all have earbuds and comms. We don't have to shout. That's the yeah, they are always on, remember? Ah, good point. <laughs> Out of character for a second. Uh, Lance is gonna take a long look up and down the street to see what sort of like buildings and landmarks there are. Okay, uh... So you're you're on uh, this big landing pad that's uh, designed to uh, accommodate large starfighters like the Asmodeus. Uh, the rest of the uh, the upper this is like the the deck A of the mining rig. Um, picture like an oil rig that we have in modern day times, but then amplify it like a couple times over. 
there's a central kind of building area that probably houses uh, air traffic control and access to the lower decks. And then there's another uh, kind of a, a shuttle hangar that jets off to one side. I say we make for the large building to see if what the air traffic control is, uh, what's going on with them. Maybe the storm has cut out their communications. Seems about right. Might be able to fix it up if they got problems. I can go down into the engineering bay and just check it out. See, maybe there's someone down there trying to make repairs. Yeah, that's uh, engineering bay is way down in the guts of this thing, so you'll all have to go to the same place first. How many people are we expecting at this base? Uh, your last reports, there were somewhere around like 300 colonists living here. Yeah, this seems awful odd that no one's here. You don't think they got like some sort of infection or something? They're sick or bedding down? This, well, this weather might make them good, get good sick. This is a water planet, so who knows what's you know swimming in the depths that could have. Yeah, maybe they maybe they caught some kind of virus that wiped through them, or uh, maybe we should uh, put on like some sort of face mask or something. I think we got something like that on the ship, right? If it's a disease. You- are probably already exposed to it if it's something that took out 300 colonists. Are there other? Are there other ships in this yard? Are there? Are we like the only spaceship You're here? The only spaceship here. This this rig is is designed to accommodate one spaceship. Okay. Uh, and and then it's got a shuttle. Is the shuttle there? Uh, it's in an enclosed hangar, so you can't tell. Okay. Yeah. Are you dispersing any of the rest of that gear? Um. um. I mean, if people are feeling paranoid enough, like... Because right now, I mean, well, because right now we are all fearing viruses. I think, yeah, maybe it might be a good idea to suit up, just in case. Because I assume that we have, like, hazmat filters and things in that. Uh, you definitely have the compression suits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, they would... Uh, those are going to give you a minus one to your agility, but I think they give you a little bit of armor, and they are insulated. Yeah. Or, you know. They're insulated. They're, they're sealed. That does seem technically wise right now. Oh, you actually made a good decision, Captain, for a change. <laughs> uh, well, this is going to bring up a secondary point. It's going to require a mobility roll to get across uh, to the doors uh, to the colony. Uh, just one person or everybody? Everyone kind of has to make a roll. And uh, I should add that mobility is an agility-based role. And these these suits are pretty clunky. Okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, so minus one to yeah. that. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wow. We're going to be able to do that. Uh, so minus one to our agility with this? Yep. I failed. Nope. Failed? Does anyone want to push it? Does that mean minus one die? Yeah, minus one die. six. I failed. Right. I will push. All right. So take a point of stress. Okay, that time I made it. <laughs> so it's just the stress die that you add, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, did anyone else fail? I failed, but I didn't do that. Hey. <laughs> I did that on purpose. All right, uh... 
Go ahead, cat, and roll a d6 for uh, that uh, panic roll. Five plus one is six. Keeping it together, she manages to keep her nerves in check. Barely. Alright, so, uh, Captain, you made it across just. Oh, I forgot to roll for Marcus. Marcus is gonna die. Maybe. Marcus is gonna die. Maybe. And a cat's dead. What? I kept it together. But she failed. You still failed to get across. <laughs> no, uh, we'll go into that in just a second, but let me see. Okay. Alright, let's see how Marcus does. Why is he so much mobile than me? I don't know, he's got a pretty good agility for a corporate guy, and he makes it cross just fine with stress. Uh, so, uh, the two roughnecks, uh, Lands and Cat, you both uh, suffer another point of stress um, as uh, you're trying to make it across, and there's just this really strong wind, it's slippery, it's wet, there's just water pelting out at you. Uh, which probably isn't bothering you nearly as much because you're in suits and stuff, but it's still, you know, the wind is, is difficult, and these suits are cumbersome, and both of you, uh, at some point, slip, and you both come just, just way too close to slipping off the edge and falling into the cruel oceans and, and being lost forever. But, uh, you know, you manage to grab onto a handrail at the last second and uh, haul yourself up. And it's just, it, you know, it leaves you feeling pretty tense, pretty scared. This is just a way too close a call. Can I say my stress point is watching them almost slip and fall, and I reach out to, like, grab them yeah. and kind of help them yeah. stabilize? And I got no stress because I just walked across and didn't look back at you guys struggling. Yeah. As soon as, like, I get situated on the crossway again, I flip you the bird. You're back. I still don't see it. <laughs> I am not hurt by this gesture I would not see. We must be careful crossing these uh, precarious causeways. Keep your hands on the handrail. Come on. I'm the captain. I keep my hands on the handrail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you get to those doors and you cycle them open. And uh, the the sound of the storm immediately deadens. You can still kind of hear the wind howling, but... It's through several thick feet of metal. Do we have, like, flashlights, like, mounted on the, the helmets? Yeah, yeah. Or are there lights in this place? Yeah. There, are, there are lights on in this place. Okay. Now, what kind of scanning devices do we have? Uh, you have whatever uh, I handed you there. Okay, so That's we have 1979 gear. Future Tech Scanning, which means that they had no idea that we could actually do things. Like we should find a... No LiDAR. A control room and scan for life. Yeah. Yeah, they had that, but that was an aliens. We, do we they not have scanners that can... you a motion detector? I don't see a motion detector. We did not see a motion detector. Yeah, you definitely have a motion detector. I must have forgotten to write a card. Ludwig. You ever see anything like this before? You've been a pilot for a couple of years now, right? I've never seen uh, a whole colony just go silent like this. And except for the extreme circumstances, usually uh, meteor strikes or um, uh, evacuation due to a radio- radiation storm. Hmm. Captain, do these suits protect from uh, radiation? Of course. 
Good. Otherwise, Cat would have been totally fried out there when she was doing the repairs. Yeah, that's that's a good point because uh, the meteorites have it. Yeah. Right? Well, well, just it's also space. just it exists in space. You should know <laughs> this, honestly. How, why do you not know more about space? We we we, we work in it constantly. I, listen, it's a little above my pay grade. I fix the machines, you know. All right, hand over your nerd card. We got to tear it up. You don't know nothing about space. You don't know nothing about captain, and we don't ask you to hand over your card. That's because I'm the captain, and I don't have to. <laughs> First rule of captain. Austin knows about space. Austin's treat your, character treat, doesn't treat necessarily our, know about space. Treat our captain with respect. I mean, we all do the best job that we can. Yeah, but the captain gets paid twice as much as us, and I don't think that's fair. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, I only get paid twice as much as you. That's all. That's only only twice. He gets paid more, I bet. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, okay. He gets paid more than we do. Yeah, and I am the one who has to go out and do a spacewalk. You can put in for hazard pay extra. Mm, no. Cat, I know I know you Or want... not apparently. I was trying to make you feel better, but apparently I've been told no by higher power. <laughs> It's just part of the job. That's how it goes. Yeah, what do you get paid for exactly, Marcus? I get paid to make Sitting sure that around on uh, your bum? you do the job and you don't waste the cargo. Do not I don't sit around my bum. personally or physically the person in charge of our paytex. That is a great way to get fined I feel like you would a lot. Well, yeah. I ain't going to fine you guys. So, so Marcus, if no one's here, what do we got to do with our payload? Ah... Uh, take it back i guess but we should make sure there's actually people here there's the company policy if they need help we gotta investigate and give them assistance otherwise uh we forfeit all shares so frankly you're talking about payment i want to get paid i'll shout out in this place that we're in ahoy anybody here uh yeah your voice echoes down the corridor um you see, there's a uh, basically uh, you, you get into the space, and there's a, you know an elevator for accessing further into the uh, uh, the colony. There's a corridor that leads presumably to the uh, the shuttle hangar bay, and then there's another corridor that leads short corridor that leads to uh, the doors to ops. I think we should go to ops. It's closer. That's not a bad idea. We should. Uh investigate these other did you say there were other side like rooms on the way to the ops room? no okay. no there's Perfect. shuttle bay ops and elevator that's what's up on deck a let's get to ops center then and see what is uh going on there i think we're gonna have to explore this whole base obviously but we should start with ops it makes the most sense i mean they are um the scanners and systems should be there so we can at least look for living people they probably left some right. sort of message, too, I, I think. We can only hope. You head down uh, the short cord of ops, uh, and you try, you push a button to open the door, and you hear it. Oh, I got this. She smacks the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one more time. Smacks it, like, a little harder. <laughs> God damn it, this usually works. 
to to we see some kind of access or like a key card? Or... Yeah, there's definitely an access panel key card that Cat's uh, been smacking. Well, stop smacking that. And maybe uh, maybe we should check to see if the shuttle's here. If they hadn't like tried to get off planet. Ah, here I got this. She's gonna like flip open the access panel. Uh huh. Fiddle with some wires. Okay, make me a com tech roll. Great. Uh, you sure you don't want some help with? The- oh. Uh, don't f- don't forget to add your stress die. Oh, is it- dice. You should have two at this point. No, is this Wayland Lieutenant Lieutenant's better? Perfect. I got a one on my stress die, but a six. Is it uh, their property? It is. Yeah. You do not succeed if you get a one on your stress die. Yep, you panic. You have another panic attack. So, uh... I get shocked, maybe, by the wires? Uh, we'll roll a d6 and consult your panic thing. Um, so, plus five. And Marcus is, is okay three? with what she's you doing? extra stress no, die. I think it's just happening Wait, too quick. Don't you get an extra... <laughs> doesn't she get an extra stress die okay. for... That's what I'm checking. Okay. So, for, so far, it's seven. I'm just shaking my head at what, the, what she's doing. Like, ah... Marcus ain't gonna like what you're doing. Oh my fucking god. Hmm? You guys are all stressed out because I'm stressing you all out. Yeah, she gets a nervous twitch. Her stress level and the stress level of all friendly PCs in short range of her increased by one. Oh, well. You're welcome. No, you've been unfriendly to me, so why would I get stressed out because you're stressed out? Okay, yeah, no, you don't gain any additional stress for panicking, but uh, what you what was your result there? Seven, so she does gain one stress die, and we all gain one stress as well. Perfect. Lovely. Excellent. So once, whenever we get stressed, we're rolling a stress die. Yes. And we add that to it. Yep. I'm thinking maybe, yeah, like she's fiddling with these wires and she gets shocked, mm-hmm. and then everyone else's stress level goes up. Because yeah, because everyone's like, oh, you're you're fucking around with this in front of the corporate guy, right? Ooh, yeah. Also, gain stress. I should record his stress. Yeah, for sure. I could Maybe just dare ne- rig this. Maybe next time you should let Lens handle it. He is better at the comtech while you are the uh, heavy machinery expert. If yeah, you actually shorted this out, so like ops is locked now. <sighs> yeah, Lens. Maybe you want to try. No, there's no way we're going to get in there now. You've fully fucked it. Could we use the cutting torch? To yeah, you could try and cut through the door. Um, it's going to take some time and make some noise. Look. That's fine. There's nothing dangerous here. Yeah. Why, no. why don't we wait until we find some people that can fix this thing? Look, engineering will also further. have some scanners, right? Down, We'll take the elevator down to the engineering station. They'll have scanners down there. Uh, they'll have to get reads on the colony. Uh, I don't know, Captain. What do you think? I think if we continue destroying property around here, once we finally meet the people, they're going to get pretty mad at us. It was an look. It was an accident. Okay. Clearly, these wires are in disrepair. It was, so. it was an accident due to bullheadedness and not using your team. Before we go downstairs, I think we should check that shuttle room. Yeah, make sure they're still on the planet. I, I agree. Let's go check sh- for shuttle. So we head towards the shuttle bay. All right. Is that locked? Yeah, it is. You you try and hit the keypad and hear that. Maybe you should uh, hotwire this one. Lands. Before I do that, Captain, do you want me to try to hotwire this? Well. Well, I mean. What else we got here? Marcus? I 
if you can do it without destroying it, then I'd say go for it. We gotta, you know, no sense searching this place if uh, the colonists ain't even here. I'm, I'm afraid to ask, but since you are a corporate liaison, uh, shouldn't you have some kind of clearance card or some, some kind of thing? Ludwig, I'm just the liaison. I'm not a CEO. I don't have blanket access to everything. Um, so go ahead and try and hotwire that door there, uh, lands, and it's gonna be at a negative three. Um, okay, let's take away the stress die. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so Lance is a, a lot more careful. He takes out, like, a very small, like, he unzips this little thing on the suit and takes out just a very small, delicate, flathead screwdriver and is trying to tweak this thing. Okay. Um, I got multiple sixes. I got two sixes. Nice, yeah. And is one of the things I can reduce stress? I think it is, yeah. No, not, not on a skill roll. Um, how do you look this up? You gotta uh, rest to reduce stress. No, I mean, like, uh, oh, I still nice. got an extra six. Should be under ComTech. I'll take plus one to another ComTech roll in the future. Okay. So next time you need to open up a door. Don't use that on the elevator door. That would be silly. You just push a button for that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that uh, you fiddle with the uh, access pad and then uh, the door's... See, that's what I would have done in to the ops, if the wiring wasn't so fucked up. Yes, wiring. Uh, yeah, you see uh, the colony's orbital loader is still uh, moored in his docking clamps here. Take a look around the room. Yeah, looking around the room. Okay. Um... Her eyes are kind of like darting everywhere, looking at everything. Yeah, you... Uh... You do see okay. You see the uh, the orbital loader. There's also like a a freight elevator inset in the hangar bay. Um, you're all in your suits, so yeah. Uh, it's dark in here. Uh, emergency lights are all that's on, so you're you know looking around with your head beams and stuff like that. Is there like a little computer panel by the loader that says like when it last took off or something like that? Uh, you probably have to get into the loader uh, I think if we get inside that loader there should be a little computer shows when it last took off that sounds like a pilot role to me Who, who's all getting in, in the loader I'll, I'll get in the loader to it's got a cabin that can probably hold like four people I'm probably exploring the the shuttle bay okay like, is there just the one? Thing? Yeah, it's just the one. It's not a big shuttle bay. Uh, the orbital loader probably takes up most of the room in here. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just, like, looking at the outside of the ship then to see if it's functional. Okay. Uh, you don't see any external damage on there. So who's inside the cabin of the loader? I'll got, follow him in. All right. We got I'll stay outside. All right. Uh, you both get in there. Both of you give me uh, observation rolls. No penalties? No. Oh, no. Stress die. I almost, almost forgot a stress die. Um, ooh, I got a lot of sixes. Let's see here. I got a one on my stress die. But I got a six on a stress die as well. Mm, nope. The one overrides. So roll a d6. You're going to panic. Three plus two, five. So I hold, so I hold it my, together. I hold it together. Um, so for my stunt, I'm going to choose how do I get in past or away? So like if there's something difficult to escape from, 
maybe like a bonus to that or something. Okay. Uh, we'll see. So you get in the loader, you like, uh, Ludwig, you, you hop into the pilot's chair and you're, you're starting to access all this stuff when, uh, you hear lands kind of say, what the fuck is that? Uh, lands, you, you get in, you're in like the co-pilot side, you look over your shoulder and there's this weird leathery, fleshy pod in the back seats just sitting there. What the fuck? What is that? And, uh, yeah, it, Ludwig, it kind of freaks you out. This thing looks totally unnatural. Um, and, yeah, you kind of don't want to be anywhere near it. It's, it's seven shades of what the fuck. So, so what is that that you all found in there that's freaking you out? It it's some form of uh, leathery, uh, like, pod uh, shaped like a, a large um, oval. Uh, Captain, you ever seen a sphincter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately seen yours when you were running around without a towel after a shower the other day. Yeah, well, this is like somebody took a sphincter out where it's supposed to be. Stuck what? it on the back seat. I gotta see this. She goes to... Is there? You said there was room, so she's gonna yeah. climb in. Something is telling me we should uh, we'll take leave it alone. It's making me rather nervous. <laughs> oh, calm down, Ludwig. You're always nervous. Yeah, so, so what, what the hell is that thing? Yeah, she climbs into the... Shuttle and looks at it. Does it look intact? Yeah, it does look intact. How close are you getting to it? I'm staying as far away from it as possible because it made me feel uncomfortable. Okay, so you're probably just like, fuck it, I'm getting out of this goddamn thing. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Any of us? No. Marcus? There are those Cadbury cream eggs that they come out with at Halloween now. Is Marcus in the shuttle with us? No. <laughs> Standing outside like, what's going on in there? Ludwig is freaked out, so I'm going to stay out here. Yeah, I think uh, my character, Lance, is going to go ahead and hop out of the shuttle. This seems like a little too close for comfort here, whatever this thing is. Okay. I'm staying in the shuttle. You're staying in the shuttle? Yeah, this thing's right there. I'm like kind of cautiously like examining it just being like what is this so you're getting pretty close to it what you gonna do about that i mean i'm not like right up in it's like but yeah i'm like not is there like something in the shuttle i could use to like poke it besides my finger i feel like she's not that stupid no you gotta take the glove off first (laughs) you're right or like lance give me uh give me your screwdriver you're not going to poke that thing with my screwdriver? No, I would not do that. I, I suggest not poking it at all. <laughs> well, you got to... Was it hard or soft? I just... Give me your screwdriver, Lance. I promise I won't poke it. Is the sphincter hard or soft? I think it's soft, Captain. Lance, I promise I'm not going to poke it. I just need... I want to check something by it, nearby. I, I don't want to touch it with my hand. I think you should get away from that, cat. Can I be honest? Look, there's something There's like something slimy on the ground next to it. Just give me your screwdriver. I think you should get away from it. Do I have a screwdriver? You probably do. She's going to open up her like little pouch thing and pull out a screwdriver. 
uh, as you're doing so, the the top of the thing, like four petals, just suddenly. Oh shit! It moved, you guys. Who's still in the shuttles? Of Jess? No, I'm still it's there. Just, oh, no, you're I'm still there. Yeah. there. I was kind of watching what she was doing. All right. So what, we, what's this it doing? It's like we're going. What, to do what's this happening? Well, it looks a lot squishier now than we thought. It opened up like a petal. This thing might be alive. Yeah. That is definitely unnerving. <laughs> All right. Uh, you don't have any gear with you, do, do you? you? I have a screwdriver. You have your screwdriver? I have the gun. You do have the gun. That's right. Yeah. You said you were carrying the service pistol. Uh, all right, Kat, you're up first. So this this thing just opened up, and you kind of see something squirming and moving within. Within it? Mm-hmm. There's something moving in this, you guys. I told you to leave it alone. What is it? Can I see what it looks like? You'd probably have to get uh, closer. closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't want a metagame. Do you think you're... So I just have to ask, out of character, do you think your character is, like, really into this? Like, I like this weird fleshy thing yeah. that just opened up. She listens to metal. She's a punk. She thinks this is really cool. <laughs> okay. Hey. Wait a minute. metal as fuck. <laughs> hug my face. <laughs> hug my face. Hug my face. Kill the entire human race. Hug my face. <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking to see what it is I can do here. Sorry. I just want to. Oh, I can pick up an item. Oh, boy. There's not like go on hold action, right? In this game, you have to do something. You can go on hold. I don't don't know if that's uh, really a thing, but you can do it. Well, actually, maybe what she's going to do. So she sees this thing like moving around in the pod. Mm Mm-hmm. What's in this? Is there anything like in this shuttle that she could use as like a like to contain, like to put over the top of this, or Mm, to like no, like a box or anything like that? There's no box in here. She's gonna call out to Lands and be like, Lands, look for some sort of containment unit, like a box or. (laughs) Okay, I can't take any action, right? Not yet. Okay, so he just Um, hears that. And then she's going to try to, like, push the pedals down with the screwdriver. Down further or, like, like back closed? To close it back up, kind of, to keep okay. this thing contained. I'm going to say that's not going to accomplish anything. Okay. I, I'm not quite sure what to do yet. I, imagine being... I don't think she's, like, stupid enough to, like, just stick her hand in and pick this thing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're trying to, you know, you're not really being super forceful with this thing, but you're trying to get the pedals to close. It's not really going anywhere. Oh, okay. And then this uh, spidery crab thing suddenly launches itself abruptly out of the pod. Oh, shit, that's so metal. Uh, and it actually, like, leaps past you and Uh-oh. comes skittering towards uh, Captain Ricardo. Sorry, Ed. So... <laughs> Uh, it skitters forward, single-minded and horrifyingly spider-like. Ricardo, you get plus one stress, and you need to make an immediate panic roll. Oh. So let's just roll the d6 plus stress. Yeah, uh, yep. Oh, that's a six. Plus two. It's gonna be eight. Tremble! I tremble uncontrollably. All skill rolls using agility suffer a minus two modification until my panic stops. So yeah, this thing comes skittering out. Oh, fuck! 
Okay, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, what the hell? That thing is nasty. And uh, lands your turn. Uh, so we've established that I don't have any equipment on me necessarily other than the screwdriver. Right, right yeah. I think that lands is going to try to stomp on this thing. He's just going to like okay leap and try to like crush it because it, his immediate like primate thought is this is like an insect. This is a spider that has to be crushed. Yeah. So I think that's close don't combat. Kill it. Probably w- with my strength. I want a pet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want- we don't know anything about these. It could be friendly. It doesn't it could, look friendly. It could be like the Horta. Uh, so, uh, its armor is doubled against your attack. Your da- your base damage is one. Okay. So, you're moving back into this, and you're going to try and stomp on it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you clamber back into the orbital loader, and uh, you go to stomp on it. Go ahead and roll your attack. So, I got two sixes. Let me look at my close combat things here. He's going to deal plus one damage to it. Okay, so you're dealing two damage. It's going to roll its armor, which is doubled against your attack. Oh. Takes all two. Uh, So, uh, first things first, you squish it with your foot. That happens. Go ahead and roll a d6. It's a six. Oh, wow. Uh, instant death. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's crushed amidst shrieks of rage. Uh, but now you've got another problem okay. with you, which is the acid. All right, so you crush this thing, and a bit of this this, this bright green goo comes splurting out, out of it. And uh, you're going to take a whole bunch of acid damage. You're going to take one point of acid damage. Uh, do you have a, uh, Check your suit. Do you have any armor from that? Um, two. All right, go ahead and roll two, two dice. And if you get a six, you'll reduce the damage. I do. You do. All right, so your armor rating on that suit is going to go down a point, but uh, it stops the acid uh, as it chews through the, uh, the heel of your suit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, he starts, like, um, wringing his foot out in the acid, splashes against the inside of the shuttle. Yes, yeah. it just eats through the metal. Yeah. Cal- calm down. What did you do? Look at my... Uh, look at my shoe. What? What's happened? Look at it. Dude, his I, shoe I is melting it. off, man. Where did the creature go? Some of, some of it's here. Some of it's there. You killed it? The thing's eating through my shoe. Yeah, everyone take a point of stress. Yay! Dude, that's some kind of freaky acid creature, man. That's not cool. We don't know what it is. I told you not to mess with this strange sack thing. It it just reeked of uh, danger and ickiness. It looked just like the cover of one of my favorite Slayer albums. Actually, that would be a Danzig album. Literally. Danzig 3. H.R. Geiger did the art for that. What are you all talking about? You going crazy on me? <laughs> we gotta get out of here. What was that thing? We gotta get out. I, I think we should... Uh, um, go See if the... 
go to the elevator and see if there are any survivors in the below decks. Or we could try to get into ops, but yeah, we should look for some more people. Maybe even some more of these things. They seem pretty cool. Yeah, every, everyone stares at Cat. Even even Marcus, the company guy, was just like, "What the fuck are you on about?" No, like they're pretty fucking metal. That's they hardcore. It's through metal. I can see the hole dripping from the shuttle out here. Look, oh, here's a thought: Can we take some of that acid and use it to open the op stores? Uh, no, it's already entered at this point. It, it ate through the. Uh... Also, what are you going to carry it with? Well, just pick up the body carefully and smear it over the door. Yeah, you could try that. Let's try that, please. Please. Uh, that sounds kind of silly, but uh, maybe we should go back. I can use the cutting torch on the door. It sounds much safer. <laughs> All right, fine. You guys are no fun. I think I think we got to use that. We got to get out of here. So if, if that gets us out of here faster, then use the cutting torch. Just get the door open. Let's get out of here. Figure out what happened and, and get out. How about... You use the cutting torch to open the door. Lance and I will go down to the engineering, which is what I originally suggested. Hell no. Hell no, I'm not going Look. down to engineering. <laughs> Lance, we, you got to face your fear. No, you can't are, let fear define you. We are not going further down into this place in, until we try to contact anyone who may be down there. How are we going to contact them? Ops center. How long? It's going to take hours, right? That's uh, what you said? It's probably going to take a, a a turn, ten to fifteen minutes. Oh, five that's to ten not, minutes. That's way shorter. I can wait that long. I didn't want to like wait hours while these things swarm us. I wanted to just check and go. What do we do? What do I do to use the cutting torch? Uh, I think for the sake of story, we're not going to do anything. Okay. So, you get the door open. Alien, the role-playing game, is the property of Free League Publishing and uses the Year Zero engine. You can find more of their products at freeleaguepublishing.com. Music is provided by co.ag, and sound effects are by BattleBards. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for joining us for this episode, listeners. If you enjoy what we do, please consider leaving us a review, and don't hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter at rvrpodcast or email us at rvrpodcast at gmail.com, or join us on our Discord server. Y'all stay safe and have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and we'll catch you next time.